Have you checked out the PTSD Wives Handbook? This book is for the wife whose spouse has survived trauma and is now navigating through mood swings, flashbacks, and mishandled emotions. PTSD can create a toxic home environment and cause a divide in the closest and most meaningful relationships. As a caretaker, the PTSD wife is finding herself at the receiving end of anger, aggression, and constant negativity. This can create a personal, mental, and spiritual health crisis for her. In this book, Coach Leah uncovers the hidden wounds of trauma and the effects that it can have on your relationship. Based on biblical principles, she teaches you the tools and resources that are needed to handle stressful situations and to seek help from the Lord and foster a deeper relationship with Him. By reading this book and putting the principles into action, you're going to learn how to take control of your life and grab hold of the power that lies within. Grab your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Who's in your circle? We're talking about the power of sisterhood. All right, y'all, come on in. Let's talk about it. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, my husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is the place where we empower women to support their spouse through PTSD without losing themselves in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. All right, you guys, we have another great show for you today. I'm so excited because today we're here. We're talking about friendship and the importance of having the right people in your corner, especially when you're going through the hard times. Right. So we have two special guests in the building. I'm so glad to have them here with us today. I call them a dynamic duo. I think they're awesome. <laughs> they're both military wives, moms and entrepreneurs, and they host an amazing podcast called Shine Sis where they empower and inspire other military wives as they navigate through this thing called life. All right, you guys, help me welcome to the show Mrs. Mary Monrose and Mrs. Candace Griffin. Yay! <laughs> welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, so let me start out by first giving honor where honor is due. Okay. So a couple years ago, these ladies were the first to have me on their podcast. Um, I was brand new to coaching and I was still trying to figure things out, you know, and they welcomed me on their show a couple times, you know, and it was one of the best experiences. They made me very comfortable. Um, and in the little bit of time that I had with them, I actually learned a lot from them. And now I'm using some of those same things that I've learned from them in my own adventure with podcasting. So I just want to say thank you, ladies. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate you. This this is what we do this for. Like right. this, that is that exact reason, helping yes, one another. Yes, so. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So ladies, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Where are you from? What do you do? 
So this is Candace. Hi, I am Candace. from, <laughs> born, raised in Newport News, Virginia. That's what I claim because my father's Navy. We moved around just a little bit, but those are my more important years, Newport gotcha. News. And that, that's actually where I uh, met Mary. And uh, so from there, I ended up going to school in UNC in North Carolina and met my husband who was in the Air Force now. And I currently work in television. Me and my husband, we have two kids. So that's that's our life right now down here in Tampa, Florida, at least for the next few months. We'll awesome. see what, what what's in store. <laughs> awesome. Did you say you work in television? Yes, yes. What do you do in television? Okay, I'm being nosy now. What do you do in television? <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I, I work on... Basically, there's a group called Standards and Practices. We have to pretty much review all the content that comes in to make sure it's up to our standards to be aired on our network. So pretty much making sure there's nothing that we don't agree, you know, but we, well, I should say that the FCC doesn't allow on our networks more so than us. But, you know, um, so I'm on the commercial side of that, of reviewing scripts, uh, creatives, storyboards, different things like that, and making sure they're up to our standards. That is awesome. And that's something good to have, um, especially as a parent, because it's a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. Like, if you see something, get on TV? <laughs> exactly. If you see some of the stuff that comes across my desk, I'm like, wow. oh, my goodness. They are definitely trying to push the limits these days. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Miss Mary, tell me what's going on with you. Where are you from? What do you do? I just want to apologize in advance, Lee, if you hear my little one in the background, because he's he's trying it right now. That's all right. Um, <laughs> mom so I'm a mom. I'm a mom of three. Okay. <laughs> Born and raised in Virginia. In regards to Candace's story, that's all that matters. Just, you know, the VA part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how we met. Um, I'm a Navy spouse of going on, what, 14 and a half years. Yes. We are currently here in Hawaii. Um, I advocate on the side. And yeah, right now I'm a stay at home mom. Okay. Okay. So tell me about the advocate. What is, what is that? What, what does that entail? Um, so I am the policy officer for a nonprofit organization called partners in promise. And that's where we pretty much, we advocate for military children, um, who have special needs or disabilities, Mm -hmm. just making sure that they get the right education as far as the school system, knowing the resources that they have available. Um, and we, you know, throw workshops and stuff or are you familiar with the exceptional family member program? I have heard of that. I don't know the details, but I have heard of it. So we, we, uh, try to advocate on that behalf as well. And just because a lot of people don't know what is all available when it comes to having someone, you know, who has, whether they just need just special education part or with disabilities as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's an amazing program to have because somebody has to speak up for, uh, and it's not the little people, but somebody has to speak up to those that don't have um, the voices to do so. So that's amazing. I I love that. Um, All right. How long have you guys known each other? Ooh, count up them years, Mary. It's, it's, it's been like two decades. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. How'd you guys meet? Well, we so we went to high school together and we were in like I guess it was some type of orientation, I believe, right? For yeah, right this, before ninth grade. Yeah, wow. for this this IB program we were in, we were part of. And I don't know, I don't even remember who spoke to who first, but I know we we kind of connected through basketball. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to come out for the team in ninth grade. I did yeah, not come lied. out for the team in ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> so she kept hounding me all year long. And then I came out in 10th grade. But, you know, our, our relationship just blossomed from there. Just meeting, like I said, at that orientation. 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what was it that connected you? What what was it that you found like, okay, this is my person? That's a good question. So let me tell you, my number one rule for anybody that is my friend, the very basis for you to kind of get into my circle, you have to be somebody who makes me laugh. Like yeah. if you don't make me laugh, like it's it's not going to work out. Like it's just exactly. not. Okay. So <laughs> that is, that's the, like the minimum. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So then you, you start hanging out with somebody, you realize they're funny. And then me and her, I feel like we just, we clicked because of different, we, there were so many things that aligned with us beyond yeah. just our personalities, but then like I said, the sports aspect of it. And then even when we were playing sports, becoming captains together and stuff like that. So it was, it was, I don't, I don't know. I, that's, that's a, that's a hard question. I have to think about it. I, that's a good one. I know those small, <laughs> yeah, those small connections. That's yeah. good. Uh, what would you say, Mary? <laughs> I would say the same, um, definitely basketball, just Okay, the orientation, we didn't know anybody, first off. Mm -hmm. And I saw her. She was looking all lonely. I was like, let me go talk to her. (laughs) Coming in the same. Save the day. You know, come come save the day. (laughs) And I was like, okay, she seemed like a pretty cool person. But just knowing that, you know, we had same interests. Um, Mm -hmm. She was smart. So if I needed to cheat off of her, you know, I was like, all right, boom, I got a friend. You need that friend. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, like, and here we are. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me about the Shine Sis podcast. How did that come to be? First of all, tell the people what it is and then tell us how it came to be. Okay. I didn't know she's going to take the lead on this one. Uh, So, okay. Our, our, well, let me start at how it came to be because that, I think that really paints a picture for what it is. Okay. We were both in, both of us have degrees. okay? Okay. And both of us are married, obviously to, you know, military members. Right. And so we were at a point in our life, we, we had our children. And we're like, okay, it's our turn. What's going on here? And we're looking around for opportunities and certain things were just like not coming through for us, you know? And, you know, we're, both of us are believers, mm-hmm. but it's, it can get depressing. You know what I mean? It can get, you, you start to feel a certain way. Like, God, what is my purpose? What am mm-hmm. I supposed to be doing? Because I know it's not just here. Like I'm made for more than what I'm feeling right mm-hmm. now. And yeah. how do we get to that next place? And, you know, through me and her kind of just like having these conversations with each other, you know, you start realizing how much, you know, there's somebody else going through the same thing that you are when you're sitting there thinking like, dang, I'm the only one over here struggling with this, trying to find this and that. And it's like, no, girl, I have that same issue. That's what I'm dealing with right now. This struggle of myself, I'm trying to figure out my purpose and, and just this internal battle because you have some people who are looking at your situation like, well, I mean, you know, your husband is taking care of you. You get to spend time with the kids. And don't get me wrong. That is a beautiful thing. I'm not diminishing that at all. But there's still a piece of you that's like, okay, but what's what's mine? What's for me? What is? And, and so when we realized we were having that same uh, uh, battle, I guess you could say, it slowly just sparked into, yo, we're on a journey of trying to find ourselves and find out where we're going to be, how we're going to get there, how we're going to do it. Why not turn this into a podcast and allow women to come on board with us to go through this journey, you know, and discuss some of the things that can uh, hinder you sometimes from making that next step. And so it kind of just evolved into this whole big thing, because like I said, it just started literally with conversations of us venting with each other on Marco Polo, which is like a video (laughs) chat. Just betting about, girl, let me tell you what happened to me today. Or, you know, I'll, you know, you, you see the highs and the lows. Cause like I may send a video to her talking about how excited I was about an application. I just put in right. and then a couple of days later, girl, I didn't get the job yeah. or girl, I can't work the job because 
I don't have daycare mm-hmm. or, you know, like it was just so, so many different things that it was just like, no, we have to, there's purpose in this. How do we yes. twist this around into something good? And I think it kind of just manifested itself. That is good. There is definitely power in community, um, especially when you're dealing with the military, because all of our stories, we're all different people, but we all share that <laughs> that commonality of, of, of that experience. So it's right. definitely good that you all do that. I love that. Right, did you have something, Mayor? <laughs> I didn't no, want to Candace, Candace, no, Candace hit it <laughs> on the nail. I want to say it did start off as like a joke. We was like, maybe we should just turn these Marco uh-huh. Bolos into a podcast. Uh-huh. He's like, okay, let's do it. And he was like, no, for real, we going to do it? And uh-huh. <laughs> that's how, that's kind of how it came to be with me as well, too. And it was the whole thing about having that common experience because a lot of women, you know, I deal with, um, uh, supporting women, helping women to support their spouse through PTSD, like I say, without losing themselves in the process. And there's so many that go through and are, they don't, they don't know, or they don't have the tools to get through it, you know, without, um, without losing themselves, without having a hard time. So it's, it's good. And let me rephrase that because it's a hard time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there are times where it's a hard time, but um, it's good to have uh, other people to relate to that can understand your story, understand what you're going through and um, sit with you and be with you, even if they just sitting there praying or they're just talking to you. If we go see a movie or whatever, it's good to have that support. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um I'm really excited about this episode, you know, because I've come to realize, like I said, the importance of community and having the right people around you is is so important, you know. And I think that when we talk about PTSD or just mental wellness or wholeness in general, you know, there's a healing component to friendship and, you know, your circle matters, (laughs) you know. And so that's what I want to focus on for this show. Um, Now, as you say, you all have been friends for years and, you know, we heard this saying that people come into our lives either for a reason or for a season. And as I said before, that's especially true in the military community, because one thing is for certain in the military, that is change is a constant. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. People are always moving in and out of our lives, you know, simply because of the nature of being in the military, that military life. Um, So what do you think is the secret? How, how has your friendship lasted this long? Distance. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Distance. Amen. I'll take that. (laughs) No, honestly, we've never, Candace and I have never had a falling out. Like, she hurt my feelings really bad, you know, when she left me in high school. Um, That wasn't my choice. (laughs) But it it wasn't her choice. Yeah. But besides that, like, yeah, throughout the years, I don't know. That's beautiful. How? Okay. Blessed. For this yes. friendship. Because I'm like, how do you do that? How do you? Because <laughs> I think relationship, I think, I think um, some people feel that, you know, if if we ain't, if we didn't get into an argument, we're not, we're not real friends, you know, or we, it's, it's somebody's not getting their way or something like that. But it is possible to have a relationship and there not be conflict. It's just su- support and love. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think but, but- Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. And I'm saying, well, you know, and also I think part of that is knowing each other. Like, just yeah. to get a total side note, mm-hmm. we just went to Vegas to see Beyonce. I and I had, <laughs> you know, and when, listen, when I don't sleep properly, I get cranky. I get cranky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mary, Mary, so when Mary see me, my cranky, she don't fuss back in that. She just 
She just give she me a look, know. and I know what that means. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's an understanding. It's an understanding. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like, okay, all right. And then when when she when she give me some of her like you know little uh, smart comments or whatever, like we just mesh well where we like laugh it off or brush off. It, it doesn't linger. It's not something that's going to sit. So you know, it's like at this point, I feel like our friendship has definitely evolved into more of a sister relationship because it's not. It's not finicky, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not wavering in the sense of based on feelings or anything like that. It's no, we know what it, we're we're going to be there. That's that's yeah. that's who we are. But I think going back to your original question, mm-hmm. what has kind of helped is because because to be to be completely honest, I think there was a part a time in our life where we may not have been as close. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like we were really close when we first met, and then like she said, mm-hmm. I moved away to North Carolina, so we were keeping in touch. But it was still, like she said, at a distance, you know, and then if I would come visit, we would try to meet up. But it was still like a little bit more. And I think even probably through like the college years, maybe, um, especially with her moving around and stuff. um, It was it was a little bit more distance. But I think our transition of being married women, having kids, I think that creates a bond because there's going to be certain conversation that goes on with that, you know, reaching out to one another. And um, yeah, I just I just think that that our our moments in life kind of brought us back closer if that makes sense i love that that makes absolute sense i love that um so going back to my earlier statement uh about how people come into your life you know for a reason or for a season how do you sift through your relationships um not just between you all but in your circle how do you sift through your relationships um maybe to find out what category to put people in like what makes someone a friend and how does that friend move? Well, how does that acquaintance, you know, move into the category of being a friend? What does a healthy friendship look like? That's actually two different questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, yeah. I would say for me, it is when I truly feel like we're feeding each other. Right. So I have plenty of people who I would consider acquaintances who call me to talk about their situation, which is not I'm not. That I mean that's fine, right? But if like if if I'm in a moment where I'm trying to share with them and they're not really trying to hear it or they're not helpful in that situation, and I realize okay, this is a one sided friendship. Yeah. I know what it is, and I I accept it for that. Um, but when I get to a place of where it's somebody who is willing to fight for me just like I am for them, I'm like okay, you're like you you got my back. That's you know somebody <laughs> checking in on me the way the same way I would be concerned about them. I'm like okay, our relationship has elevated. Um. Yeah. And just knowing that we also like if, if you're picking up the phone to call me or text me or whatever the case is, and it has nothing to do with needing anything, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a big deal because especially as adults, you're working, you got, you know, you got your own stuff going on. So to, to pick up the phone in general to check on somebody means that that has to matter to you. It has to be a reason. If it's not just a specifically vent or, or, ask for something then you know it's out of care for that person to be doing it so little things like that i guess is what makes me go okay and of course i told you the baseline is you have to be funny if you're if you're if you're not funny (laughs) you're not making the cut i need to have a good time i I agree with that i I need to have a good time i don't want to be serious all the time um you know i'm i'm definitely rooted in my church and very active in my church but 
I, I don't want to have a Bible study every time. Right, <laughs> right. Not every time. Okay. I need, I need to watch my Marvel. I need to, I need to laugh at something stupid. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. I, I don't need to have Bible study in, in the worship service every time we get together. That's, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, uh, Mary, what, for you, what defines a, a healthy relationship? Um, healthy relationship is growing with me, uplifting me in times where you see me down and I'm returning that favor. So it's just like, it's like picking back off of what Ken is saying. It's literally, it's bouncing back. I give, you give, I take, you take, you know, it's just a revolving thing. Um, also just, uh, no judge zone. Yes. Somewhere where you, what makes you feel safe and comfortable yes. to have vulnerable conversations, and you know you can share those those conversations and know that it's not going to go anywhere. Yes, yes, I love that. No, no judgment <laughs> because uh, you, you have to be you. Um, but I do want. Well, I would say that yes, I would have to be myself. Um, and it's good to have somebody there that's going to tell you the truth. In oh, love, yes. <laughs> right? Just say it in a way that I could accept it. You know that part, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so speaking of that, you know, real friends—they do tell you the truth no matter what. How do you guys deal with having uncomfortable conversations? We honestly, we just have them. For, I'm gonna tell you how Candace be like. <laughs> when Candace <laughs> wants to tell me, like, so she's like, "Don't take this the wrong way." You know, I'm just saying that. <laughs> Yeah, started off right. <laughs> and then as she's telling me stuff, she was like, again, like, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but <laughs> you gotta start it off right. Funny. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. That's me. That's it. That's it. And, and that goes back to knowing you and knowing, you know, who, who you are and what you're going to react to, what what is going to reach you the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's good. And, and, and listen. Mary is way more straightforward than me. So she's like, Candace, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, I know. You're right. <laughs> that's usually how I go. She, she is way more straightforward. Oh, yeah, I'm going to try to make it pretty for you. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, um, there was a while ago where I saw this uh, spoken word piece. And it was a lady and she was talking about being surrounded, you know, by these amazing women, this group of women, her circle. And she was talking about how her circle, you know, is they basically give her everything that she needs. She said, I got a sister that pray. I got a sister that don't play. I got a sister that will get dressed and go slay. You know, (laughs) she went down the list. Um, But her whole point is um, just in saying that she has um, her whole point was talking about the power of women being together um, and you know, how we should support each other. She said, we water each other and we build each other up. I, I love that statement. Um, and she talked about how they encourage each other and they cover each other. And as I said, they correct each other in love. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought this was amazing because literally everything that you need, you should be able to find it in your circle. Um, and I think that goes back to understanding and respecting and depending on each other's strengths. Um, so let's talk for a little bit about having a good support system. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. Um, can you tell us about some of the hard times that you all have had to lean on each other? 
Uh, yeah. I, mean, I think for me personally, the number one, Mary has been married um, a few more years than me. And so I think about during the time when I got married, I guess to some people, it may seem like I got married young, I guess. You know, so a lot of my friends weren't married. Mm-hmm. By that time, Mary had been married a few years. So for me, being able to rely on her, asking her certain questions, you know, because all marriages have ups and downs. You have your moments. You got to learn each other. You got to get there. So, you know, when I would call and vent to her or ask her questions and then she would give her experiences and, you know, like I said, feedback into me, that would help me. Um, going forward, I know even things dealing with the kids because you know um, her kids are are older than mine, except for her little one, mm-hmm. and so there were different questions there. So it was just just a lot of, even though I'm older technically, um, she's she kind of like was more you know kind of like a big sister, but you know not, but if that makes sense. <laughs> but um, so yeah, for me that's what it was the definitely the family side of it. That's beautiful, beautiful. Mary, what about you? I would first like to say she may be older in in years, but I am wiser. Oh. Um, but <laughs> no, moving on. Like, <laughs> yes. So I would say for me, um, where I've had to lean on Candace, even you know when I probably weren't trying to accept it, in a sense, accept the help was um, becoming a teenage parent. Like I hit that and I, I went through that by myself. But, you know, even though I was like so distanced with Candace at the time where I was going through this, she was like, yo, you could have told me, like, why didn't you hit me up? And, she, you know, she had her feelings because she felt like, well, you know, you couldn't include me in this. I'm your friend. And, you, you know, we went through that. But she was still there. She showed up for the baby shower. Like she she was she was she was just there, you know, regardless, even if I didn't ask for the help. And then when my mom passed away immediately she was there and I and you know I'm just like through my pregnancy she's been there which is crazy like for DJ for Amira and then losing my mom and I was just like yeah because even through each one of those experiences like I still because I'm I'm the, I don't know I feel like I like to take on as much as I can without asking for help I don't like to ask for help and I'm still working on that to this day. Candace can tell you. I'm, yes. I'm as stubborn as it's come. <laughs> but she never wavered. But she's always made her presence known. And like, whatever you need, I'm here for you. That's beautiful. I don't know if I ever shared this with her. But one of the things that I always felt bad about was actually when she called me about her mom. I, I will never forget. I was in the car and she called me and she's on the phone. And I'm just like. I literally did not know what to say. So I actually felt like I failed her in that moment as a friend. So it was like, wow. I'm about to get emotional. So I'm trying to pull it back. Um, I cry on this show all the time, girl. Okay. <laughs> but, but seriously, in that moment, I felt like I had failed her. And so it was, it, it was a lot of making up that I felt like I needed to do wow. because I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to say to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, y'all can <laughs> take it. Well, Sometimes it's, the, it's the, the ministry of presence. And and that's one thing like we I did an episode, a uh, couple of episodes where we talked about dealing with grief and how to support somebody that's going through grief. And that's the main thing that everybody was saying that I interviewed, that people don't know what to say. They don't know. And sometimes it's better to say nothing, but just be there, just having somebody there you know, in, in that grief, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes because some people, they don't know what to say and they disappear. 
<laughs> you know, and yeah. that's hurtful in itself. That's hurtful in itself. So it's, it's, I'm sure that was a blessing to her that you were just there. She knew that you were, you know, accountable. Um, I, I don't know if accountable is the word, but she knew that you were there for her. I'm speaking for you, Kate, uh, uh, Mary. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly right. Like, Candace, you did not fail me. You, you were there. Like, yeah. sometimes silence, like, like you said, Leah, silence is, is, it's good because no one really knew what to say, you know, like, mm-hmm. because unless you actually experienced that already, then you're not going to know what to say. But just by you being there and showing up, that's all I needed. So thank you. If I never told you. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> you just saved me therapy. <laughs> so um, Mary, you brought up a good point. You were talking about um, not really, um, not really liking to reach out for help. You know, um, I am one of those people as well. I like to do it. I like to do things on my own. I don't like to let people know that I'm struggling until I'm really struggling. And I'm like, Hey, I'm (laughs) I'm having a hard time here. Why Mm -hmm. do you think, um, people, why do you think we, especially as women, why is it so hard to accept the help that's there? Um, for me, I think it has a lot to do with my upbringing and watching my mom as a single mom, you know, do it all on her own, always having a smile on her face, you know, whether she was struggling or not. Like as kids, we, as the oldest, I knew she was struggling at times, but she never let that stop her from doing what she had to do. So watching her do it is like, OK, well, I got it. And then it's also like. Because. Sometimes I feel like if I ask for help, I'm going to be in a burden to somebody. Or if I ask for help, then I'm going to have to, like, you know, return that favor down the line, you know, when genuine, I just need help. Yeah. Or, you know, you never know somebody lash back. Well, you remember that time I helped you? And I, I don't have time for all of that. So I'll just don't do it by it. myself. <laughs> I owe you. Yeah, don't do mm-hmm. it. Because then it's not genuine. Yeah, right. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I, I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings about that. Yeah, if you're going to do it, don't, if, don't do me a favor if you're going to bring it back up, you know. Okay. Anyway, y'all didn't start me off. <laughs> Go ahead and finish your sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and what about you, Candace? What, uh, why do you think people find it hard to uh, reach out for the support that they need, that they know is available to them? Yeah. For me, it's, man, I, I just have a hard time of letting people in. Mm-hmm. So it's not even so much of being like it's hard to necessarily ask for help. It's just more like, okay, what what uh, what part about me does that expose if I tell someone yeah. that I need help in this kind of way? Um, if I tell somebody that, you know, I'm going through and I'm feeling sad for this reason or whatever, you know, do I want that information out there? Mm. How do how are they gonna look at me? You know, and like Mary said about going forward, like, how do you hold that against me? And not just from a sense of bringing it up, but just looking at me differently and stuff like that. So for me, it's always just the idea of how exposed do I want to be to certain people? So it's like the ones who are in there. Oh, I, you know, I don't have no problem saying, hey, this can you can you look out whatever. But it's just a tight, tight group because everyone else, I, I feel like for the longest that was that was the the line for me like no i'm good i'd rather just figure it out <laughs> you know yeah. that's a trust thing that's a trust thing yeah. you have to be able to trust that the person um that that you're getting ready to lean on you have to trust that they will be the person that you need and like i say not not use it to 
use it against you in the few in the in the future at a later time. Um, definitely, you have to be able to trust the person. So I feel you on that one. <laughs> definitely. Now, a lot of people today, um, and I'll be honest and say that I, I this is one of my struggles. A lot of people struggle with loneliness and depression. Um, you know, because they don't have that connection. Why do you think some women have trouble trying to fit in and and connecting to other women? Man, I I think that stems from uh, years of probably pinning yourself against the next woman. I mean, you know, the comparisons and stuff. So it's, it's hard to go into a circle when you're immediately looking like, you know, mm-hmm. does she dress better than me? Is she cuter than me? Is she, if that's the mindset, but that's why it's like, but once you can break that, the, the community of women is so good. Like I've been in so many rooms where it was women just uplifting each other. And when we do it, it's amazing. Like when we do it, it, it it's life changing, but yeah. sometimes I think it's hard to break, break free of that. And also going more on the corporate side of it. You think about even when it comes to like being, being at work or something, we are, we understand whether it's you know a race thing or a, a, g- a gender thing in terms of being a woman or whatever, you may be at a what we've seen in the past at a disadvantage, right? Because it's less of us in those in certain rooms, yeah. so it's already a competition before I even meet you. I'm already yeah. sizing you up, you know what I mean? So it's going to be hard to be inviting and you know want to build a sense of community if I'm looking at you as my competition instead of looking at you as my sister. Yeah. You hit that right on the nail, Candace. Um, <laughs> just, just as you're saying, I think especially for our culture, like society has it, has made it where we're tearing each other down more than we are uplifting each other, and that's a lot to do with it. And for some of us, especially like military spouses, and then you're moving to these different locations where there's few of us, it's like that adds on to the loneliness and depression because it's like, well, should I put myself out there or should I just, just stay here and just try to figure it out? I think your podcast um, is a solution to that because it it finds commonality. Is that a word? I feel like it is. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, it, it's, it, it helps them to find commonality, that community, um, and it's something um, I, I don't know what you all have set up, if you all have like a community online or whatever, or and I'm sure women have reached out to you um, to tell you how, you know, um, effective and how helpful it is um, what you're doing. So I, I applaud you again on that. So that that does help to bring us together. And uh, actually, y'all hit that right on the nail because I had comparison and competition as <laughs> to why people struggle uh, with that. I know for me, um, dealing with uh, the loneliness and depression, it's not it's not because I have a lack of people surrounding me. You know, I deal with so I, I'm I'm the type I'm I'm all over the place. I'm on social media. I'm I'm having a good time. I'm talking to people and everything, but. Um, I'm I'm really I I think I deal with social anxiety. I'm diagnosing myself, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I have, you know, to some degree, um, a social anxiety. And and like you say, Candace, when we walk into that room with other people, especially people you don't know, it's kind of, you know, I kind of shrink back. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said, I deal with the loneliness because um, I I I'm always being invited places. 
And then I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't want to go. I'm right <laughs> here staying at home because I'm 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 really fine <laughs> at home watching my TV, watching my shows, or doing some work or whatever. Um, but then when I don't get invited places, I'm in my feelings. Like, hey, <laughs> okay, like I want the invitation, but I want to be able to say, no, nah, thank, thanks for inviting me, but no, nah, I'm a pass this time. So um, yeah, that's that's one thing I found that I struggle with. <laughs> so we work on that. <laughs> I gotta get out more. <laughs> yeah, I think Mary has like challenged me a few times because when like when I we've gone to different bases, I don't really, you know, ingratiate myself into the base and into like uh interacting with more spouses. And so that's always her thing, like, you know, you know, pushing me to try to do those things and go out and maybe just put like basically make a goal for yourself. Like, okay, it, whether it's once a month, once every three months. I don't know how often you go out, but you know, like just, just say, you know what, I'm going to just push myself and go out there. And when I say I, I completely understand the social anxiety because <laughs> I'm one of the ones I do not want to be standing there feeling awkward, mm-hmm. you know, looking for somebody or having fake conversations. Like, because I, I can't let a moment be awkward. So if, if I'm interacting with somebody that's not interesting, I'm still going to give you that energy, <laughs> you know, even though I'm not really there basically, but, um, you know, so like, I, I, I completely get it. So I want to switch gears here a little bit. Um, when, when do you think it is time to evaluate your relationships and, and when is it time to let go of a friendship you may have? when is a when is that friendship no longer serving you so in my adult life i haven't really had this issue as much it was it's more so from like friends that i had to let go uh from you know high school and stuff like that i think for me and i hate to say this but for one particular friendship it was like when my phone rang and i saw the name i'm like <sighs> if, if if that's already my energy and I had to be truthful, like, Candace, why? Why is that? Because you guys weren't always like that. So what is causing that? And that kind of went back to the one-sided friendships, you know, because at that point, I'm like, when I talk to you, you're draining me. You're draining me every time we have a conversation. And I I don't have enough in me to consistently be what you need me to be. And um, eventually I could tell not only was that going to wear me down, but I'm I'm not going to be enough for you at some point because you're taking everything I have and it's just not going to, it's not, it's not balancing out. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it was kind of like a slow drift because I'm one of the ones who I, I can't, I can't do the, you know, ripping the bandaid off type situation. So it was just like a slow drift, yeah. but I think I've had moments where I kind of think back like, dang, you know, could I have handled that differently? Should I have handled it differently? But I think it was best for both of us because sometimes I even question myself, like, well, why are you even interested in keeping the relationship? If you really don't have any interest right. in me and my life and what's going on, you're, you're just yeah. calling me to tell me about what's going on with you. So why are you even, I'm not a big deal to you. You know what I'm saying? So the loss I felt like shouldn't have mattered as much. And, um, but getting to a point where you have to, I think, evaluate the situation is when, like I said, is when it's, overwhelming when it becomes overwhelming because you can still put people into like a okay you're just an acquaintance so okay yeah we interact here and there or i keep you there i i see you at a distance we good we good this is our relationship this is what it is um 
But if it's somebody who has been holding on for a long time and you realize like they are taking a lot from you and 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 not feeding back into you, then at some point, even if you don't necessarily cut the friendship, I do think it's worth saying, okay, I do have to be mindful of myself and my own mental health and just, I got to pick my time. So when I'm in that space to deal with you, I'll pick up the phone. Hey, let's have a conversation. If, if I'm not, I'm not going to do that because I'm not one It's not going to, it's not going to be good for you because of what my reaction is not going to be great. You know, it's not going to be what you need, but at the same time is it, it starts to kill the relationship over time. So you definitely have to put up boundaries when you, when yeah. you see it. <laughs> and, and sometimes it may be necessary to back away, you know, slowly if you need to. Sometimes you may need to cut it off <laughs> at the, what they say, nip it at the bud. Right. Uh, cut it off right away. Yeah. Mary, when's it time to let somebody go? Um, I would say besides, like you mentioned, Cannon, that draining, that that's definitely number one. But if there's if it's toxic, if your friendship is toxic, yeah. like y'all going back and forth. You know, and and it's the same thing. Nothing's changing yeah. within that friendship, and it's just negative negativity throughout. Yeah, it's time to let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I say people people tend to hold on to people like that in their lives a lot longer than they should. If if I'm calling you and we're having a conversation, and you seem like you're always either competing with me or always trying to find a way to diminish something I've accomplished or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't need you. I don't need you at that point because. Right your what is your goal like what is your goal you know what I mean like so I, yeah that's something I would just be like okay no if it's to that point I don't I, at that point I don't even think I would even have you in that friend zone like I wouldn't have even consider you a friend to lose you know just be like okay you, you know <laughs> I see you <laughs> yeah yeah there is that um so now I know that you both have uh kids um well I'll say children I don't know how how old are your kids Mine are six and nine. Six and nine. Mine are 17, 14, and four. Oh, so you, uh, Mary, you got one on the way out. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, and, and um, I am now um, in the phase, we have an empty nest. My kids are, they're in their 20s. Don't ask me the age. And that's so, so terrible. They are 20. <laughs> 20 they're all 20. They're all in their 20s. My youngest one is 19. She'll be 20 coming up here in March. Um, but she just joined the military. She's uh, mm-hmm. in the Air Force. Um, she just left. And I will tell you, it's a whole different world here. <laughs> without having kids here. And I mean, like I, I have experienced um, a sort of depression because of the lifestyle change. That is so weird. Okay. I don't know why I'm telling y'all that, but I just, I just thought it was interesting. No, but that's good. That's a top. That's a good topic to talk about. Cause not a lot of people talk about the depression. You know, when you become empty nesters, right. it's more about the happiness and the freedom right. that y'all have. So the that's freedom, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, definitely. That is something to talk about. Now, my point and bringing it up, (laughs) I was talking about the kids because um, I have formed, uh, especially for my daughter, I have two boys and a girl. um, And especially with my daughter, I have my group of friends um, that she can look up to. I call them my aunties. I call them my aunties group. (laughs) So, you know, those are the women that I trust with her. So if if she needs something, she feels comfortable to go to them and say, hey, I'm dealing with this, you know, and there's sometimes where I say, you know, we're dealing with this. I'm, I'm trying to reach her. I don't feel like I'm getting through. 
and they're like, okay, girls day, we about to go get our nails done. We go into the movies. Mm. <laughs> Do you guys have that with each other? See the distance for us is, <clears throat> I think has, has created kind of like a, you know, a disservice in that kind of way. But, and also I think that the age group, the age ranges, um, Cause I mean, I guess she she has time. We we got time to, to make up. I got time later. for your two kids. <laughs> so, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the distance kind of really put a, a a hamper on that of yeah. being able to really build those relationships out. Because even it's funny you bring it up because I thought about that when I, I went to visit her when she was in New York, and I mean. Don't get me wrong, her kids just embraced me, you know, like they've been knowing me. But as close as we are, I would always think that I would be closer to her kids. Just like I feel like she would be closer to mom. But like I said, the distance, you know, is has been grand. I mean, like I said, she's she's been in Hawaii for a lot of their, you know, military career so far. <laughs> so it's yeah. So that, you know, but that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's and it's good also to have. Um, you know, each other to to talk to and bounce things off of and and to get, you know, another opinion about <laughs> what you're going through um, mm-hmm. or, the, or the things that you're going through and uh, seeing it a different way. Um, it's good to have that since y'all aren't in the same place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. OK, let me ask, what would you guys say to the young lady that is struggling uh, with loneliness and fitting in? What would you say to her? Well, I think the first thing would be is I know it's very cliche to say that you're not the only one feeling like that, but you know, you're, there's going to be somebody else out there who probably, whether they deal with the social anxiety we talked about before as well, and aren't comfortable going up speaking to someone else, you know, there's going to be other people who are very similar to you. And I think one of the most important things is even like in high school, one of the things I loved about high school was usually everybody, somebody can find somebody like, you know, it's like, no matter how small your group is or how big your group is, yeah. it's usually somebody there who can kind of resonate with you. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think finding, trying to find that, that person is, is, uh, is important, but really figuring out who you are, what you like, you know, making sure you're not, uh, presenting in a certain way, just because you want to fit in because then that may end up putting you around the wrong people anyway, that you're not going to vibe with. So trying to, the first thing is trying to stay true to yourself and then find somebody that clings to you or bonds to you based off of who you truly are and not who you're trying to, you know, present yourself to be just for the sake of popularity or whatever the case is. I love that finding your identity first, finding out who you are first, because once you know who you are, then you know who you have room for. (laughs) Definitely. Mary, what you got? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because self-love, that confidence that you have once, once you found your true identity, the self-love that you have, you ain't going to care whether you got friends or not, but having that confidence, then you're able to have, to be comfortable enough to put yourself out there and just expect the unexpected. Because you never know what type of friendships you'll form. Confidence is attractive. Like, and I don't mean that from like a, you know, like, I mean, like it attracts more people right. when yeah. you walk a certain way. Even if you're different, when you confident with it, like people like, yo, they know something we don't know, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it draws people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, you guys, oh, we're finished. <laughs> Those are all my questions. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for being on here. I actually saw the um, the pictures um, that you all um, posted for going to Vegas. That's what really made me think about this. Um, when you guys went to Vegas and you posted the pictures and I was thinking it is wonderful to have a friend. I knew you all had been friends for years. Um, and I said, it is wonderful to have that. And, and, um, people need that. People need to see that example that we ain't all fighting. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can get along. Right. <laughs> we, we doing our grown woman thing. That's right. <laughs> I but can't yes. take her everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's you're exactly right, though. You're exactly right. I think you are a wonderful example um, of sisterhood and unity. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. So what do you guys have coming up? Anything coming up for you guys with the podcast or anything? We're okay. actually coming, ending up our season, what, next month? Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some stories coming some some things in store for next year some big things yeah um starting with our foundation beautiful beautiful are you ready to talk about that we're coming back that's is that another episode that's probably another episode. okay we're gonna do that (laughs) y'all heard it they're coming back (laughs) well i just want to thank you guys so much for coming to the show and talking with me today and um i know this was a blessing to to many people definitely um so in, in anything else? Any final words? I just want to thank you for allowing us to come on and embrace your podcast. Absolutely. Yes. And c- congratulations. This is amazing. Yes. <laughs> you guys showed me I can do it. You really did. Because uh, I had no idea how podcasts work. I had only listened to one podcast <laughs> and, um, <laughs> before before we met. And I had no idea how it worked. And you all showed me that um, it is doable. It's something that's doable. Yeah. So like I say, I, I hats off to you all for being open and gracious. So gracious to me when I I was on your show yeah l- you. let your talent shine all right you guys that's all we have time for today come back and join us every tuesday for a new episode and don't be shy bring a friend pull up sis all right we will see you next time until then i want you to be encouraged be empowered and be blessed peace y'all